Hello, and welcome to Mike, DJ, and Doc, the show that plants seeds for cultivating new culture. Hello, family. Welcome back to the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast. Hope you've been doing well. On today's show, we got a very special podcast lined up for you. Got a very special guest, Mr. Weston of the GSW Network. Thank you. Thank you. How you doing, Weston? I'm doing well, and I feel uh, very honored to be uh, invited on the podcast. Great, great. Hey, and we can't forget Doc now. We got Doc on here, too. Come on. How you doing, Doc? All is well. It's good to be here. All right. <laughs> Everything been going well with you? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, it has. Definitely, yes. Excited about the season that we're in. Absolutely. Yes. Christmas season. Yes, yes. Yes, definitely, definitely. So, yes. before we go any farther, we're going to, let's introduce our guest. And you tell us a little bit about you. Uh, Weston, I mean, yes. basically, who, who are you? Well, I just, you, you just said uh, the name's Weston, and I usually go by that that name. Uh, I've been married for almost 30 years. My wife still calls me Weston. <laughs> but uh, I'm in the Joliet area, and... Um, I uh, have met some wonderful people here and started um, out in the ministry here. And when we uh, really uh, say the ministry for us, there's a lot into media, a lot into uh, the stage and productions, as, as well as even uh, the core message traditionally behind the pulpit. But it started here and strongly here in St. Joliet. Oh, awesome. Good. Well, how, how did you get started in doing these stage productions? I know you mentioned this is where it started in Joliet, but what mm -hmm. kind of like introduced you like into the business? Uh, well, with the business uh, side of it, we didn't really see it as business uh, at the, the start of it. At least I didn't. Mm -hmm. And someone had to point that out to me. You know, what you're doing is uh, well, what would happen is even though we were uh, at a local church at the time, a lot of people who were not uh, connected to our church or affiliation or denomination uh, would come to us uh, for these uh, uh, productions that we would put on. Uh, and it, it started small and then it just began to growing and it just uh, even diversity uh, black, white, uh, Hispanic. We've been able to reach cultures uh, with it. But I really started, if I was uh, to, to really to be honest, in uh, North Carolina and I uh, got the, 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 my start there even before I married, I, I'll say. And it was something that followed when I came here to uh, Illinois. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's uh, just been one uh, that's been one uh, calling that's uh, never been uh, able to, to shake. It's still with me. <laughs> awesome. Now, Stage productions mm -hmm. has grown in the area as of in the last few years. And I mean, if we look around with the Broadway and different things, play's been around for years, playwrights, and if we go back in history, it's been around for a long time. But it's really starting to grow in the ministry area. I mean, you're starting to look around as several different ministries are putting on and having drama ministries, period, you know? Yeah. And I me personally, I think the time is ripe for using that uh, artwork or that artistry of plays and playwrights and different things to reach people that may, like you said, may not come to your church. Right, right, right. And to get the word out or to get a message through them, through them that may not can sit down and listen to a sermon, you know. Now, us that grew up in church, well, we can sit down <laughs> probably for hours and listen to a sermon because that's where we've been 
basically conditioned to do. A little more discipline. Right, a little discipline. Good word, yes. Mm -hmm. But an individual who didn't grow up in that type of environment comes to sit down and be like, I don't know if I can do this, Mm -hmm. you know? But coming to a production and getting basically the same message, but in a different format. Tell me, how do you, how you cre- create that different format, you know, where it doesn't sound like a sermon? Uh, well, I, I like the word you used, uh, a format, because now that we are really have uh, gone into to media and in technology, it has really changed the landscape of how we uh uh, communicate, period. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean, you know, whether you're in the church or, or not, that's just the medium of our day, and it diversifies in so many applications. And for anyone to come in and to take the, those kind of applications and skillfully apply them uh, to a text, uh, as you said, a, a sermon mm-hmm. or a message, mm-hmm. uh, that's the way it's going to be digested and received in this, uh, in this age. And when I don't, you know, it used to be, well, that's uh, the young people, that's not, that's a everybody thing now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just technology from 8 to 80. And my father's almost uh, 80, and uh, he was showing me something on the phone, how he was doing it. And the fact that we were even talking that way, it just mm-hmm. showed us, look how far that uh, we have uh, come. Uh, but the format, what we do is, uh, we used to do traditional uh, plays. And as you mentioned that, uh, Maybe about an hour. We didn't, you know, you just see people moving around and telling a good story on stage like that. But uh, our, our what makes us sets us apart probably from the your know, typical or, or local play that's being done. Even if you do it at church or theatrics, we uh, incorporate a lot of uh, 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 film and film footage as a part of our storytelling, mm-hmm. and uh, all of it flows like one seamless storyline. And uh, that's uh, kind of the stamp that we put on it in the hope that uh, people can really get something out of us telling a story that way. Oh, wow. That, that, is, that is good because, you know, that's what caught my attention that, that your one production you did back in April mm-hmm. called Good Friday. Good Friday, yes. And I sat down and I came to one of the local churches and I seen it. And, uh, and I was there really supporting one of my cousins, Donis, that yes. was— one very, of the main characters. Very talented, it. very good actor. And uh, he's been on quite a few shows. He actually had a stint on Empire. Yes. I don't yes. know if you knew that, but yes. when Empire yes. was filming here in Joliet, he had part of one of the extras in it. But anyway, long story short, I wasn't seeing the production down there. And I thought that was just amazing how y'all ran that together. Yes. It's like the scene that you couldn't produce on stage you recorded somewhere else and just incorporated that in it. And like you said, you just followed the story from beginning to end like that. And I thought that was very interesting that you you used it and done it that way. That was really neat. Well, I tell you what, you you pretty much are the director behind these things. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite part of directing? Uh, well, you know, it would, as with any story, in my opinion, it starts with the the writing and the Mm storyline. And, uh, uh, and, and what got me into this is really a school teacher. I, you know, that's when didn't know that that would be something that I would venture out to do. But he took me out of a trouble or a timeout to ask me to do something for the class. Mm-hmm. That kind of put a seed in me and uh, caused us to foster into what we, uh, you know, have right now. But I, I believe the writing, if you can be able to map it out, uh, is is one thing. But just, or even I would say almost as equally, finding the right people to incorporate into those parts mm-hmm. to really bring that to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to see it come to life, that's a fast, still a fascinating part for me. Yeah, that, that's that got to be good because, like you say, you got to get get them to draw that emotion that you put into that writing. Yes. So important. And that, that's, that's, that's about 
got to be one of the most challenging part is how do you convey that message to the actor or actress to get that out? Yes. So yeah. speaking of actor and actresses, do you have a company? How do you, what do you find the people that produce these? Are these all people from the local church or from surrounding areas? Or how do you find the people to be in there? That is a very, a very good question. Uh, you mentioned one of the actors. Uh, he's not on this particular play that, play that we're doing right now, but he has supported us in many other plays in the past. It's the skill le level of people that come to us. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of things I don't do well. Mm -hmm. uh, this one thing uh, is uh, I, I'd have no problem putting this together. That, that's the gift side of it. Uh, but people outside of me, like like a like a Donis, as you mentioned, or many other people that come to us, these people in their own right, there they can stand on their own merit. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Like uh, uh, the show Empire, we have some people from Chicago Fire, uh, some people who've done other uh, other other plays outside of what I'm doing. Uh, to me, it's like having the largest and most custom skill box uh, toolbox you can have. And I'm able to go in like a master carpenter and draw whatever tool I can to make it happen. And those having that kind of skill set, I believe, makes it uh, really possible. And these people, uh, they do, they come from all over. Don't ask me how. It's a drawing card for one that we do and one reaches another, one reaches another. And uh, I, can, I can honestly say that probably in about, uh, I'll just use a 10-year time window, I, maybe once or twice that I've done an audition Mm -hmm. Everybody else has just come. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you, you you just almost just bypassed that whole part of the process. Bypassed it's just people part. just showed up that were willing, able, and skilled to do it. And very important part that was skilled to do it. And that, I think that's what sets us apart from anyone who does a traditional type of, uh, or we're just doing something for our, our church, or we're just doing for something for our civic group. The skill level runs that high. And it makes the storytelling that much more easier. Mm. Well, that that's awesome. I know you mentioned uh, one of your mentors was a teacher that yes. saw something in you. Yes, it's kind of like uh, spoken to your life. Did you come across any other mentors or something that actually came and watered that and then helped it to bloom into where you at, at your current time? Yes, life. Life has <laughs> been the greatest mentor and, and, and teacher and giving the highs and lows, and I've had so much to draw from from that. But uh, aside from that teacher who uh, uh, seeded that into me, I was 12 years old at the, at the time. Uh, uh, I guess it would say it was other teachers who were not even directly involved with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I used one particular teacher. I was not fond of a class. It was singing year. I didn't want to be in a class. I just wanted to make the grade to graduate. Mm -hmm. And uh, she uh, said, well, we're going on a field trip for this one uh, uh, before the year's out, Christmas. And uh, she said, well, she picked the, the, the theatrical production that we're going to see. And it happened to be cats in Chicago. Okay. I'm like, I don't want to see that. I, didn't, mm -hmm. I mean, I was just so, uh, uh, I just did not have a good attitude. But uh, I went, I sat at the back of the bus. Um, yeah, this was really large. And not that it mattered black or white, but it was, a, you know, there was more on the, the white, white diversity. And mm -hmm. I just didn't really care. Uh, but I sat there throughout throughout Cats, and I tell you, by the time I left that production, mm -hmm. I was so blown away at the the magnitude of how they could present something in, mm -hmm. in in a fashion that way. And that teacher, unbeknownst to her, even fueled it even further from what the seventh grade teacher did. Uh, and uh, if I could see her now, I just did tell her thank you. Um, just that uh, that you never know how the routes or the steps you take in life really are d directing and redirecting you into the area you really need to go. Mm. 
I'm I'm just gonna sidetrack just a little bit here yeah. because that that is very interesting. I was watching an uh, interview with Condoleezza Rice, you mm. remember the former yes. uh, U.S. Secretary of State, and they was asking her a little bit about her background, like how did she get into international politics, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she basically said that. When I was going to Stanford, I was training to be a pianist, a professional performing pianist. As I heard, she was a very good musician. You're right. <laughs> and she said, but when she failed at that, she ended up taking an international politics uh, politics class, political science or whatever. Mm. And something about that class that drew her into that area. Mm. And to go on to say that, basically, she says, I've set out to do this thing. But I got into this, and when you're going through life, you just need to continue to be open oh, that's to, the, to the pathway that's being presented to you and the mentors that are surrounding you. Very good. And one last thing while we just talking about mentors. She said, I couldn't wait. If I was waiting for, for a mentor in this field, mm. she said, I couldn't wait because where is it another black U.S. Secretary of State female? That's a good point. She said, it's all right to be the first. You I know? like that. <laughs> it's all right to be the first. So I know we sidetracking a little bit, but it's just when we started talking about the mentor portion of your life, mm-hmm. I, I believe when people tune into this podcast that they're looking for some kind of transformation. Okay. And through your story and then through uh, this uh, moment with Connelisa Rice that we mentioned here, mm-hmm. that they can find out that guess what? Maybe where I'm headed is not my direct calling. Yeah, yeah. But if I stay open and keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. All right, so we're going we gonna to get back get back with you on this. We're going to come back. One, uh, another question is, when you're doing these productions, mm-hmm. and this is for anybody that's getting into this portion of the business, what is it like building a relationship with benefactors? Because... Like you said, it, it costs yes. to yes. do this. Yes. You know, you have a lot of volunteers and you have a lot of people that volunteer time, spaces and different things like that. Absolutely. But eventually, you need some people supporting you yeah. financially. How is it about building that portion yeah. of it? And a good point that you made there. When we started this out, it was just fun. And it's still fun to a, to, to a large degree, but we weren't concentrating and thinking about finances or a budget or anything like mm-hmm. that. Uh, we just had to get up and, you know, show what we had. But as time went on and we began to uh, uh, want to take this uh, really a level up, I don't want to even say professional, but just the level of what we were doing, take it up to ex- uh, to, to just show that kind of uh, excellence in what we were doing. Uh, yes, it did cost uh, along the way. We found that out. Uh, but uh, uh, building, I had to learn and uh, I can't really say that uh, someone led me by the hand to do this. I had mm-hmm. to learn uh, people, mm-hmm. uh, learning people uh, to see how you can connect with them uh, as, as people and that humanity side of it. Because everybody's not in the church, as you alluded to earlier. Everybody doesn't come to uh, uh, places of, uh, of religious circles or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but knowing how to... Uh, make yourself culturally aware of what's around you mm-hmm. and, and then tapping into that community. And by doing that, I was able to discover that, uh, listen, you can go into banks, you can go into, uh, uh, you can go into uh, all kinds of institutions, 
uh, that are not religious circles at all, but because you're giving to the community in some way, that circle of giving comes back to you. And so you have to learn how to navigate those uh, uh, structures and corridors of society to see how that can really benefit in what you're doing. And that took a little while. That didn't happen overnight, and I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, th- that process, uh, because I really have a passion and drive for it, it fosters that knowledge to grow in that way, and it's and it's uh, it's very beneficial to what we're doing. All right, that's excellent, excellent. Because, like you say, it takes sponsors to it does. to do this. It, it it does. And and like to those that are tuning tuning in, you you gonna have to do some legwork too. Because <laughs> see, that's see. Yes, here's, here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it. Sometimes when you have to go into those places like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not a comfortable setting. No, no. You because you you basically going in there to talk to people that you're trying to, like I said, explain your situation to them so that they will invest in it. Yes. And see see the value in it also. Mm-hmm. But they also may want to see an ROI. Uh, they want to see a rate of investment. They want it, And you you hit on something there. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they really want to see, if you're saying that you're coming from the angle of helping the community, uh, what you present to them says a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a matter of fact, they could, uh, they can, choose to or decide to write you in or write you out just by what you say in that first initial minute, 30 seconds mm-hmm. uh, that you have. Uh, and I found that out as well. So you, the way you speak, the way you dress, and the way you present what you have, all of that goes into uh, portraying uh, an, an image. And people call it branding. I don't really like to say that because in everything's a brand. Uh, brands can be uh, this, that, or a third uh, but people can tell if they never knew what your brand was, they can read you. Mm-hmm. They can read you and and uh, they could read you in or read you out. And so uh, I've had a lot of disappointments. I've had people turn me down. But if you're not committed to what you're doing, uh, you won't have the stamina to push through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's important. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I got one last question. Well, no, no, I got some more questions. But here's another one that you probably have ran into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe dealing with some of the people in, that work in your place, or maybe not. Or maybe it's something you don't dealt with. But anyway, as you continue to grow and as this continues to develop, and like you said, continues to level up, Yes. how do you avoid becoming conceited? Or dealing with narcissism. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes we have a few successes. Yes. And then all of a sudden we feel like we're on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And, and we start mm-hmm. thinking, okay, well, okay, I think I, I got this thing. How, how do, you, how do you, 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 you stay humble in that? Because, see, like you said, how, you, how, you, how do you do that? Or how do you identify it? Uh, listen, uh, the humble part is there to teach you at every corner. I don't, I don't, <laughs> and so you, you listen, you wake up on that high, you wake up on that mountain, and before the day is over, I, dare I say the midday, uh, <laughs> it's something there to humble, humble you in, in, in no greater way than you, than, than you could imagine. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing because uh, it, a person who's over anything, uh, who's over male, female, doesn't matter, uh, there can be a, uh, a potential to go... Uh, to a degree to the left or right or be an extremist at something and, and people, uh, uh, that, that, that's a part of the, about you that they may never like, a, uh, may, never, may never like to see. 
mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it, as you go along in this way, uh, you will keep yourself humble before mm-hmm. that comes to that to that point. Uh, and people like to be around people who have humility. Uh, you know, if you're leading at something that can attract them initially, uh, mm-hmm. but if you're leading past that point out of your own conceit in this they will draw back and draw away from you. Mm-hmm. And you'll be by yourself. It won't be long before you are by yourself. And so I have learned to uh, uh, humble myself and keep my own self under subjection. And aside from myself, I have a wife and children. They will humble you all each and every time. <laughs> my, my kids, they don't care about you doing it, doing this stuff. But they just want dad. And uh, my wife just wants a, a husband. And uh, those values have really helped the, the humility factor stay at an even keel. I tell you what, that's one of the first things I noticed about you when I met you. All right. That's All one right. of the first things. I, even in the text, some of the texts when we text, texting back and forth about certain things, it's the humility that comes through in in yeah. your your persona. I mean, I just, I was like, wow. I, I done found myself mimicking you, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> in the short time that we done known each other, <laughs> I done found myself mimicking you. When I send some texts, I'm like, this, this is how I need to build myself up That's because right. That's because right. like you said sometimes <laughs> i have caught myself or maybe found myself not so much getting conceited because i know everything comes from god yes i know that and and even though the uh, lord has blessed me tremendously in certain areas and stuff mm-hmm. it's still i have shortcomings yes i still have shortcomings we all and, do all and do. i have to learn to reel myself back in a little bit better right because uh, my wife to- tells me, let <laughs> me say she encourages there me. <laughs> there, there goes our wives hey, again. Right. You, you, <laughs> what did you just say? You need to be thinking about what you just said. <laughs> so, you know, she has a way to reel me back in. Yeah, but really. I don't be thinking like that. But yeah. but when I hear your conversation and the time I spend with you, I see what she means yeah. a little bit better. That's and I'm I'm still a work in progress, but I, I I appreciate that portion of you. That's why that's why I wanted to ask you that question. Mm-hmm. How do you avoid that? Because like you said, sometimes we can get excited and Lord be opening up doors and and things, and all of a sudden we start thinking, "Well, we doing this," yeah. but we well, got to yeah. keep in mind that guess what? The calling that He has on each of our lives yes. for His purpose mm-hmm. is He still can get His purpose done. We we can we are insignificant to the process. That's absolutely right. So He still can get it done. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. glad He choose He chose me very to thankful. do it. Very thankful. So that that is that is why I continue to work on that as He works on me. All right, we're Amen. gonna take a quick break here, and then we'll be right back on the mic, DJ. And Doc Podcast. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. All right, we're going to pivot in our conversation with Doc and myself, and we we're going to talk a little bit about this holiday season. So far, Doc, how's the holiday season been going for you? It's been going pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's going pretty good. 
I mean, and when you say holiday season, like, do you mean Christmas shopping? Do you mean Christmas spirit? Well, remember, uh, we're actually talking about from, like, from Thanksgiving on to this point where we're at right now. Because it seemed like everything just kind of kicks off around Thanksgiving. And then yeah. uh, have good times eating and spending time with family. And we was able to get together down there while we uh, was sure. in Gatlinburg. Yes, we sure was. Wow, that is right. Yeah. <laughs> mention that. Yes, man. Yeah, we Thanksgiving was a wonderful time. The host has asked you to start your video. Yes, the Thanksgiving was fantastic. Um, man, it was great having you all come down. And I mean, we just, you know, it it really felt good. It really felt good. I mean, yes. sometimes, you know, when they're older, when our older, you know, parents and generation, you know, sometimes it just seems different. You know, uh -huh. I don't know, maybe it's just me. You know, it just it just seems different, you know. I it could be just me. Somebody else may know what I feel, what I'm feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, you just yeah. Yeah, you know, usually when the matriarchs and the patriarchs are going on, you know, the thing the thing that used to draw us all together was spending time with them and like you said, my older aunts and uncles and stuff, but as they all passed on, it seems like from generation to generation it has changed a little bit. Yeah. And it it seems like we don't make it a priority as family wide as we used to. Now we we got members of family like you said we're gonna get together no matter what, no matter what's going on. But like you said, trying to get everybody involved across the board has been a little more than a little more than uh, say a challenge, you know. But yeah. when we do get together, who all that makes it, we do enjoy one another. That's good. Yes, we, that's good. Yes. Do you think that maybe due to social media, um, FaceTiming, Zoom, that it kind of takes away from the excitement of seeing family? Because, you know, it would be like, say, for instance, that old uncle, boy, that boy done grew way up. I remember when he was little. <laughs> but now he can watch that little boy grow up just by, you know, watching the pictures that's posted on, you know, Facebook and the YouTube. I mean, the yeah, YouTube and, you know, and um, or FaceTime. I mean, it, you know, it makes you, you me, me wonder. I mean, because it's like you don't you can see your people every day, you know, every time they go somewhere because people post and, you know, and video call you and, you know, so. Mm -hmm. I wonder, is that, you know, to me, I feel like that is taking, you know, the element of surprise, um, you know, like, dude, I talk to you every day. I see you all the time. Yeah, you that, know, but come on. that take away from, like you say, the intimacy of, of it, you know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the actual, the person, the person, actual live contact, because like you said, we, we get a visual of everybody developing and growing. Yes. And, and like you say, you, you, okay, if I don't make it, I'm going to see y'all anyway, you know? Right, and, right. That's it. Yes. You know, and <laughs> and, yes. and I think that that plays a big part in it. Big right. part. It really big, does. You know. Yes. <laughs> but see, that's that's but see, that's the thing about it. Having, like you said, grandma there, a great grandma there. Yeah. You 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 wanted to be there. Correct. To hug yes. And kiss there and you stuff. Go. You wanted yes. to be there. 
Yes, but now these grandmamas and granddaddies <laughs> got iPhones, <laughs> laptops. Oh, matter of fact, you're a grandpa. Yeah, okay. that's you right. I mean? It's like, hey, hey, I can't make it to my great niece recital. Hey, y'all just go live. <laughs> go li- I can be there, and when we, I can text her, let know you did an awesome job. Because right. I went there physically, but what you were there literally, you could literally still see it. Uh-huh. So like I gotta say, hey, I was there in spirit. No, man, I was literally watching you. Mm-hmm. Your daddy was live. Well, your mom was live, or well, vice versa. It's just wow, it's just a unique way of things have changed. Things have changed, yes. Yeah, and that's why, like I said, we we keep uh hopefully as time goes on, that somehow we'll rekindle that though. I know we yeah. we talks about we talked about it a little bit while we was down there at your dinner table. You talked about you know the next generation needing to know their people, right? And yes. and I mentioned like they need to know where they come from so they'll know where they're going. Right. And yeah. sometimes, like you said, that would help generate that closeness that we we are seeking. Correct. And, yes, it it really would. Yes. You know, definitely. Yes. I mean, I believe it's very, you know, important. We were looking at today on the news that stamps, mailing stamps are getting ready to go up to 60 some cent. I told my wife, I said, shoot, who uses them? You know, I said, I just, I found the book. I said, wife, it was a book of stamps just sitting in our son's room. And I got some stamps in there. And the kids said, where did them stamps come from? She said, I found them. I'm like, well, you know, and it's been like, they just sitting there, I'm like, because we cash app everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> or Zelle, you know what I'm saying? I mean, or Apple Pay, because my grandkids are Apple Pay with, hey, happy birthday. Dude, I mean, hey, I'm the, I'm the grandpa of the year. <laughs> you know, they get some money on their Apple Pay. It's like, hey, so it's just, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So Christmas cards, I mean, that's kind of extinct. Mm. You know, like, hey, hey, Christmas, hey, just write a big note on Facebook. Hey, this is all the family, man. Right. But, you know, we we still we still a little bit traditional right there. Yes. I know My wife and I, we, we go, you will get in the Christmas card soon. <laughs> you, you'll be getting one soon. But, yes, uh, we, we still send out uh, Christmas cards. I don't send out as many as we used to. Gotcha. You know, but I still sent out Christmas cards and then my my wife went and took some photos and made like a little collage and different things gotcha. like that. Yeah. Again, more pictures. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Definitely. And hey, I'll probably see the pictures on what? Facebook. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Definitely. So it's like, yeah, but hey. <laughs> and so definitely and but I mean that's just the day and time. That that's just the way it is. But yeah, I'm still looking forward to, to Christmas time though. Because yes. uh oh, yes. as I get older, Christmas time has really become one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah, and one of the reasons is I'm able to think back of Christmas. Uh, past, you know, some of my childhood memories and different things like that. And of course, it, a lot of the cartoons and a lot of the different things that's coming on now and stuff like that, they used to come back. It's kind of like, I, I don't sit and watch the whole thing because I've seen them, Charlie Brown and all of them a thousand times. Yeah. But, you know, it still is just, it jars and triggers a memory when 
we was growing up and used to watching. I could hear my dad in the background, uh, my mom there, my my younger brother, something like that during these this part of my life, you know. So that I'm I'm really starting to enjoy this time of year. And and like I said, past the, the gift giving and everything like that, but it's just it's something about this time of year, even in the world. I mean, if you look at people that don't normally get on, it seems around Christmas time, it seems like everybody's a little bit more nicer, a little okay. more joyous, you know, no matter what the issues they dealing with or whatever. So that that's one of the things that I'm I'm really starting to uh take uh notice of in my life, you know. Okay. That's good. That's good. And that's good. You know, I believe it um yeah and Yes, I, I can I can definitely relate to that. You know, I really enjoy the moment, especially in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's like um, I'm tr- I guess I would truly be a, like a Santa Claus on the day of, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying coming through the chimney, feeling the joy and the excitement of it, especially on that day on that day. And not realizing, I mean, the year has just gone by today. I mean, this probably Aaron, you know, between the 10th and the 25th of them, this may be Aaron. So today you may be listening to this. We, we right at Christmas, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we were, we were right there. I mean, and um, it's just uh, this, it was very gift buying was his way up uh, this year. So people are definitely in the spirit and definitely in the mood, you know, um, definitely they are definitely investing. And I mean, it's, you know, and this is definitely a time uh, to, to get with family and, you know, just enjoy the just the moment. You know, there may be some that don't believe in all, you know, and get into all the different beliefs. And, you know, mm-hmm. and we understand that, you know, and that's and that's fine. But at the end of the day, you know, this is a great time to celebrate, you know, you know, celebrate life and just celebrate the joy and the moment. And uh, be with family because even the people that have, have grown to their beliefs, I guarantee mm. you, at some point, you did believe in this day. Mm. At some point, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just so you know, it's like so. Don't lose the fact of the family, especially young folks. Hear me, you know, when you got parents and things of that nature that are traditional. Man, you, you honor your parents. Don't come with all this. When I, listen, you you know, you honor your parents because when your parents are gone, you'll wish you were able to honor them. You'll wish you would be able to be there to celebrate uh, Christmas and things that they celebrate. I mean, you got all these different beliefs. Well, I don't eat meat no more, and I'm a vegan, and I'm a vegetarian, and I'm a, I'm a carnivorous or whatever, all these different. Hey, listen, listen, man, enjoy the moment with your family with your parents, you know, your grandparents, if they're there, hey, enjoy it. You know, trust me, listen to what I'm saying. You enjoy it. Your parents and grandparents, they love to see you enjoying and eating the things that they prepare and they cook. I mean, listen, it ain't going to kill you. It's one day. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Trust me. And you, you'll understand what I'm saying one day when they're gone. You'll wish, man, oh, man I wish I had to just sit there and eat them greens and 
cornbread, you know, and that piece of turkey or whatever else, you know, whatever else you want, you know, just, hey, enjoy your family. Because when family is gone and when you don't have no one, when you need family, man, I'm telling you, family is something that's very valuable and this, you know, very valuable. I tell you what, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just going to ask you to just bring it up because I know I'm going backwards, but when we was down there, you said something very key to the whole family down there. You said when you get older and who knows, may God forbid, end up in a nursing home. Right. And if you didn't come around your family when you were able to, right. when you get in that position to where you, your body doesn't allow you and you in a nursing home or whatever, and I believe you alluded to the point that it's a lot of people in nursing home who don't have family that don't check on them, don't come see them. And yeah. some of that can stem from the earlier in life when when family gatherings were going on, you were too busy doing your own thing. Now, you didn't say that definitely, but you said that could be a possibility. Right. I mean, yes. speak on that right there. And that's real. I mean, you know, that is so real. We we were going to the nursing home uh, when my, um, my mother-in-law, because of her health condition, they you know, had to put her in a nursing home, which she had her children were there 24 seven. But we, and we, every Sunday, we, you know, every, we would always have big gatherings there to do, you know, Christmas, Easter and all that. But I, we would see, I, each Sunday I would see, there would be people that never had no one come. And I used to say to myself, what could these people had done that nobody comes to visit them? No visitors. Like they would, they would have a banquet hall at the nursing home. So we was always using it. Mm -hmm. Everybody bringing the big dishes and people, older people would get with me. Can, can I come be a part of that? I'm like, come on, just come on. Come on, get, you know, cause they had no one to celebrate with. No one coming to see them. And man, that weighed heavy on me. And I would think about just some people that I know that are so mean, so vindictive. I'm through with my family. I don't deal with them. I mean, and just mean on a daily to people. And I would, you know, I would see all this in my mind. Like, mm -hmm. when, were these people like that? I would be saying to myself, you know, I seen them just lay over there because a roommate, nobody never came to see them. And it's like, you just, they would deteriorate because the worst thing you can do is leave something in isolation, even a building. If you leave the building in isolation, it will deteriorate. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? If, if, if no one is staying there and is just left abandoned, it will go, everything will go wrong in the building just by no one being there, being lonely. Even God said it's not good for what? Man to be mm -hmm. alone. So I'm like, why would you want to now, and what people don't understand this, when you're able to do and be a part, man, go be a part. You know, tell people, if you're able to do, go do it. Listen, I know, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like, man, make sacrifices. And that's very important. You have to sacrifice for the sake of your family. Because if you don't sacrifice now, guess what? People are not going to sacrifice for you later. Mm. Understand? My, 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 they not going to sacrifice. I mean, I, I ain't studying that old, ain't hateful. You know, not, you, I'm, this is what will take place. So, man, I'm like, man, I'm willing to sacrifice. I got to get on the road, whatever I got to do. Hey, man, I'm, hey, I'm going to be there. Because what you, whatever you reciprocate, okay. whatever you put out on the water is what you get back. I'm mm -hmm. like, man, it's the law of reciprocation. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to reciprocate all through life. 
You know what I'm saying? All through life. My, 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 wherever I'm at, oh, wherever, we still having a ball. You know, everybody's still coming around. Why? Because I invested, you know, uh, family time and just time. Time is, you know, man, time, man. I mean, God almighty, think about it. If you sow some time, man, you, you can reap time later. Mm -hmm. hmm. Don't sow no time. Guess what? You don't reap nobody's time later when you most need it. Come exactly. on. When you ain't nowhere to go. When you wish your phone would ring. I wish they stopped calling my phone. You declining every call. You ignoring people say, oh, I didn't see you lying. You did see that text. You did see that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You was a lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One day you're going to wish somebody would text you mm -hmm. or would call you. Because when that phone stopped ringing, I'm telling you, loneliness will kill you. Do you understand my, my, my loneliness? Mm. I can go into loneliness. Boy, 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 loneliness. God almighty. Yeah. Yes, man. Oh, man. I'm saying, what did the lonely do at Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. Man, oh, man. <laughs> say that one more time. What do the lonely do at Christmas? Oh, man. It's, it's a record I was, what, 30, 40 years ago called that, right? It is. Wow. <laughs> you know, this, is, this season, between these three months, these next few months, you know, of course, you got your Christmas, you got your Thanksgiving, you got your Christmas, you got your New Year's, and then you got Valentine's Day. But then these four, this is the most depressing time of the year in a lot of people's lives because people have no one. You understand? Wow. No one. I, you know, no, I never thought thought of that because, like you said, you would think these would be the most joyous times. Yeah. But right. like you said, if you don't have a special person in your life or you you're not involved in family and this that and the other it, it can be because you can see everybody else celebrating around you and yeah. you can see all the constant celebrations on tv and the commercials because they they hit you with a whole bunch of commercials during this time of year yes. the, or this let's say this 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 block of months that you mentioned yeah. they yeah. they have a whole bunch of commercials about family get-togethers gifts and everything else all wow. the way up to like you said to valentine's day and an individual yeah. who does does not have mm. someone mm. that they can lean on, all all it does is just remind them of how lonely they are. Oh right. wow! Yes, that yes, you, that's it. And it really can. This season, this four month season, definitely is the most depressing. Because like you just said, all the commercialism, every time you finna get her to go on Facebook, you finna see couples in their PJs, <laughs> take <laughs> pictures in their pajamas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With their loved one, having somebody to cuddle, have somebody to hold. Just come on, just all the joyous things. Well, let me see if I can paint a scene for you. I mean, the couple walking down the sidewalk outside the store window. The snow was yeah. falling over everywhere, and she stops in front of the jewelry store and looks at him in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> he looks back at her. Yeah. Dale's jewelry commercial, yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. And that's it, yes. Yes, you oh, know. Yes. And, you know, and definitely, and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, so you, I mean, and it's just like I'm all the traditions, they going to come that people have been taught don't let a woman come through your door at the first of the year. Make sure it's a man if you ain't got a man. And then God going to bless you with a man. You know, <laughs> you, you know, it's just all the traditions, the 
Ray loneliness, you know, and hold, so hold up, hold up, Doc. Hold up, Doc. Oh, yeah. You got to you gonna have to reiterate that. Oh, I, ain't, I ain't never heard that before. Uh, yeah, what, what you Man, talking about? They say, listen, if a woman is single, do not let another woman come through your door of the first of the year. I'll at least let a man be the first to come through your door and you'll get a man. And really? Saying, yes. You know what I'm saying? And so it is like, you know, and so you got to think, I mean, l- just listen to the stuff, you know, and just, I'm like, wow. So, you know what to deal with, to cope with the loneliness and not going mm-hmm. another year being by yourself. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit much, you know, I mean, it's a, it's going to be a lonely time of the year for a lot. All right, Doc. Well, I tell you what, we're going to take one last break here, and then we'll be back with There It Is. There it is. Hey, and once again, hey, as we get ready to wrap it up today, uh, we, we, we kind of went through the Christmas thing, and we kind of, like, parked on loneliness. And I just want to give you this point to just help you in this season of your life. Um, the power of human love that God has placed within us all to be a blessing to one another, which allows us to draw strength, healing, and create peace in our lives through the power, watch this, of connectivity through the power of connectivity, us connecting, us hugging, us embracing, us fellowshipping one with another, us being around, us laughing together because laughter doeth good as a medicine. Do you understand? Us encouraging one another, us supporting each other's visions and dreams. Do you understand? Uh, My, 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 if somebody has a business in your family, man, being supportive, and vice versa. You understand? My, 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 glory to God. And just the power of the human love that God has placed within us in this season, as we're in the Christmas season, and as we believe here in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we celebrate his birthday. We celebrate, you know, he was born. You know, he, the God sent our Savior. And what did he send them on? He sent them on love, come on, to reconcile the human race back to God. Come on, he was the man in the middle between divinity, divinity and humanity. Come on, and it was love that took our savior to the cross. And we celebrate the birth of our Lord and savior because it was love. My, 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 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, come on, my, 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 Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But we want to encourage you in this season to allow the love of God that's in your heart because God's love, come on, somebody, mama, it's in there. You just got to stir it up. The gift of love that's on the inside of you. You got to resist being bitter. You got to resist bitterness, being angry, being upset, being revengeful. Them are all works of the flesh. And that's all rooted in pride. Come on, some of you need to just bite the bullet. You need to hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle. Do you understand? Because 
Your family needs you. And guess what? You need them. My, 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 glory to God. My, 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 they need you and you need them. My, my, some of you, it's time to reconcile. My, my, reconcile the differences. Put some stuff behind you. Put it under the blood. Do you understand? We've all come from some dysfunctional situations. Many of us come out of dysfunctional families. But guess what? God could be calling you to be the solitary in your family, to bring it together. Be calling you that one. Come on, somebody. Because one can chase a thousand and two can put 10,000 to flight. Hey, this is Dr. Sullivan with There It Is. You have a merry, very Christmas and a happy new year. Until next time. All right, family, that'll be all for today. Want to say happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and have a happy new year. If you have any questions for Doc, DJ, or Mike, please go to MikeDJandDoc.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. New episodes released on the 7th and 21st of each month. Matthew 25 and 40, Good News Translation, The King Will Reply. I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. We leave you with this question. Am I helping at least one person? The Mike DJ and Doc podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. Recorded at Audio High Podcasting.